co-teacher I worked with for a year, really awesome lady. When I met her, she used to say, uh, before when she would complain, she would stop herself and say, grateful or greedy, Mel, you can only be one of the other. To Beyond the Ball Podcast. going on what's going on ballers and welcome to another episode of the beyond the ball podcast i'm your host jonathan jones and today i did a little bit of research i, I did a little bit of research on you coach so after, after doing it we'll we'll, we'll 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 get to we'll get to that in a second i want to go ahead and just introduce you okay i want to go ahead and introduce you um t- today we have none other than the the owner of grit and grind athletics and she she's an author she she's a she's a new author and the title of her book is called grateful and greedy challenging and redefining what it means to win in life welcome to the beyond the ball podcast coach tamika newman how are you today i'm great thank you so much for having me excellent excellent did did i miss anything did if i did let me know please let me know no, that, that 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 sums it up right there. Okay, good good deal, good deal. And then for all the people out there in podcast land, all the people who 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 may have never had an encounter with you, may have never found you on social. Um, now I I want to give you the opportunity to do just a just a snapshot because I know that there's a lot that that encompasses you. But I want to give you the opportunity just to give a snapshot, just 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 of yourself and and, and what you do. All right, so I uh, was born in Houston, uh, raised by my grandparents, um, an athlete since as far back as I can remember, uh, a multi-sport athlete, um, first-generation college student. So I attended Prairie View on a scholarship to play basketball and volleyball um, and had a lot of success with volleyball. Uh, Didn't finish basketball, only did it for two years, played for the WNBA and Hall of Fame Cynthia Cooper. Um, I went to college to pursue uh, radio, sports radio and TV. I wanted to be the next Pam Oliver when I was mm. a kid. Uh, so I was heavy, heavily involved in the communication department and, and involved on basketball. Eventually worked for the sports information department and secured an internship because um, I, I wanted to go into that field. Um, after an internship at a radio station here in Houston, I was extremely intimidated uh, and realized I didn't really want to do uh, sports radio. I uh, really enjoyed the X's and O's. Um, so I was super interested in like color commentating, not necessarily sports gossip and news. Uh, went back to graduate school because this was the middle of the recession. And my former athletic director, Charles McClellan, he uh, took a job as the athletic director at Texas Southern, so I followed him over there, became his student assistant, mm-hmm. um, helped out with women's basketball as a graduate assistant, and my childhood friend's father called me back to the old neighborhood to coach volleyball and basketball at a charter school. Uh, so I kind of did that when I could. They worked around my schedule. I did that for two years, um, and the second year, doing it, I took a kid home that had no indoor plumbing and no electricity. Mm. And um, it was not far from my old neighborhood. And uh, I was getting near graduate school. Uh, I hadn't done any more internships. Being a teacher seemed very stable. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I said, hey, I'm gonna get certified. I'm gonna go be a teacher and a coach. So I started coaching, I became an assistant in a small town, enjoyed it, Uh, got a hunch that, hey, I think I can run my own show. I became a head coach the very next year. And 10 years later, um, so a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, grew uh, a little bit frustrated with public school sports um, and teaching and uh, just really burnt out, had developed some anxiety. worked in a very competitive environment, coach volleyball in uh, three different suburban schools in Houston. It's very competitive. 
Um, getting college scholarships is very competitive. Travel volleyball is very competitive. It, it, it became really difficult to manage all the personalities, the demands, um, and, and everything that comes with youth sports. Mm-hmm. And decided that I had kind of wavered away from why I wanted to coach anyway, which was to coach kids that grew up like me. Uh, I got going so fast in the coaching world that I wound up at schools that the kids weren't growing up like me. They were pretty affluent, you know, middle class affluent. And some of the things that I was excited about being able to do for them, um, they didn't require those things. And so Mm -hmm. some of the impact that I was in the way that I wanted to impact, it wasn't happening. And that's when I realized I, you know, my, my passion was kind of, I needed a little guidance with, with, with it and that it was, I wasn't moving in the right direction. You know, I think I was in the right book on the wrong page. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I, I loved working with kids and, and I didn't think that I misread God when he put that on my heart. I was like, but there, there's gotta be another way that I can, can be impactful. So I decided that I was going to walk away from teaching and coaching and I formed grit and grind athletics. And I was able to have, you know, develop my own mission. And my mission was to provide volleyball, athletic skills, training, leadership, and mental toughness development. And I only target low resource areas. Uh, and I guarantee, um, I, I guarantee that it's, you know, them that it'll be professional and at least 50 to 60% lower than anybody else. And it really blew up because mm. my colleagues that I, knew in the business who coached at those low resource schools. I knew their frustrations. Um, I knew exactly how to come in and affect change right away. And like I said, the price was ridiculously lower than the competitors and they, they really jumped on it. So I had a great summer last summer doing that. And then I get a call from my former team college teammate, who's the head coach at Prairie View um, for the volleyball program. And Volleyball program hadn't been very good since we left. We were very successful, uh, won the SWAC championship. I was player of the year. She was tournament, uh, conference tournament MVP. Um, and our, our, our graduating group, we are also in the Prairie View Sports Hall of Fame. So she said, hey, you know, the pay is way less than what you made as a teacher and a coach. You know, can you come help me out? So I came over to help out. and. Uh, great experience to not be the person in charge I was able to see where um what she intended what what her her intentions and what they the the student athletes how they received it or what they received I could see the gap and because of my closeness to her I was able to go in and say hey I know this is what you mean and this is what you're trying to get out of them and this is the way they're taking it and nobody had did that for me when I was coaching it would have saved a lot of frustration um, so I came in and kind of was her, um, uh, just really just kind of paid attention to detail and just really figured out where the gaps were and focused on that and really was able to focus on the mental part of the game. Having just coached high school seniors, I knew the challenges of a incoming mm-hmm. freshman. Mm-hmm. And so was able to pay a lot of attention to that group and really kind of hold their hand through um the whole process not just athletics just mentally how they were handling the load of being away from home being a student athlete um, meeting our expectations uh socially how they were interacting and and all that good stuff and just making those changes um, because we didn't rewrite the book on volleyball you know what i mean (laughs) she was doing a great job but i came in did those things and we wound up in the swag championship uh, that was pretty cool. That was so that was my second time. I went as a player, went as a coach, and we lost. Um, we lost, but it's okay. We were really, really, really young. Uh, we were shocked we got that far with that group, and they'll they'll be really good in the years to come. And then COVID happened, and I decided to. I wanted to not only go back to the high schools and coach, but I wanted to come back and speak. And um, just I received. Uh, the advice that I really needed to go ahead and put all my thoughts and nuggets and everything in a book. And, um, and then out of that book, the themes of my book go back and speak to, 
um, you know, to, to kids. So when COVID happened, it was a perfect opportunity when they sent us home to work to do that. And here we are. <laughs> Mm, just finish yeah. the book well i want to no 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 i mean this i mean this is your interview this is this is your interview the, 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 the focus is the focus is all on you coach coach newman it's all about you um <laughs> i want to definitely congrats congratulate you on you know finishing the book uh because i know that finishing a book is, is not an easy feat and also one thing that you that you didn't say i mean we we're going to get to it eventually but also that that you have a that you have a daughter Oh yeah. So you know, writing writing a book with with a daughter, and and even also having your business and coaching and putting on. There's only 24 hours in a day. So. Oh, I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, she. I had to. You know, I wrote. I got up two hours before her. Wrote two hours. Got her up. Breakfast. You know, do a couple of lessons. And then I'd get in a couple of more hours. I would watch her play outside with the neighbors with the laptop in my uh, lap typing. Um, so I was super creative with ways to get in typing. And then obviously after she slept, I stayed up two more hours. I think the first 16 days I, I wrote 16 days in a row. And then I was like, whew, you know, I don't want this lap, get this laptop away from me. <laughs> and then I was able at the week to go back in and really attack it. I um, and and I've been like that since I was a kid. You know, if there's a ta tall task, I, I break it down. I create systems. Um, I I kind of specialize in that. So I create systems, and then I just knock it out. And you know, I look up months, weeks, years later, and I've accomplished this goal that seemed, you know, really impossible given my circumstances. Mm, yeah, I I really love that. So. So with this, with, with, with this podcast, like, like we talked about, the focus is serving and supporting student athletes by stories, by strategies, and by success. And you, by you saying systems, I have to ask you, what would be like one system or one strategy that, 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 that you could share with the student athlete or with the young professional listening to this podcast who might struggle with like focus? Like what, okay. what, what would be one way you would suggest? Talk, talk to us, coach, get us right. So before I even gave it a word systems, when, when I came into college and I, and I met the team and was able to scope our personalities, I said, okay, I want the full experience, but I gotta, I gotta graduate. I gotta make the grades or my grandma's gonna kill me. Hmm. So, um, you know, I had the group of, I had the group that was super serious, studied all day um, on Sundays and we just kind of cooked, ate food and helped each other study for exams. And I had the group who, you know, they know where the party's at and <laughs> social butterflies. And literally I attached myself to those different groups accordingly. Mm -hmm. And in the same, when I went to basketball, I was like, okay, this is the 4.0 engineering girl over here. I'm hanging with her most of the time. Um, and this girl over here is this and that, and I'm going to hang with her. And she, you know, so first thing is picking out and strategically and intentionally picking out those people that you're going to spend a great deal of time with because it's going to rub off on you. It's mm. definitely going to rub off. Um, so that that's a system. Before I even called it a system, I, that's the way I approached coming to college, um, picking out who I was going to hang out with, what were their values, what was their what type of family they came from, how we could relate, how they, would they understand me and what I was from and what challenges I faced. And um, because of that, you know, I got like a hundred really, really good friends from college, you know. <laughs> um, another, can I think of another system? I well, I mean, I, I mean, if, if, if you want to, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's pure okay. gold. I, I, I think, okay. I think, I think that's really, I think that's really gold. Uh, Cause I, I've, I've never, I've never thought about it like that necessarily. Like having the, having the study group and having the party group and having, you know, the. And the, my the, church the, group, you know. Oh, you gotta have that one. I knew, I knew I needed one. to go to church. I was like, hey, where do y'all go to church? We, they went to church in some small town, not far from Prairie View. And, I hopped in the car with them on Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and see, and, and I, I love what you're saying because what you're saying is that, that for whatever level of success or for whatever you desire in life, you have to be assertive to go out and get it. If you never asked the question, you would have never got the answer. Oh, no. 
And that's the same at work with coaches. You know, there's the coach that uh, is the great motivator. And when I study coaches and follow them, oh man, I really like that. You can see what the kids just taking it all in. And then there's the brainiac, you know, the, the person that knows it down to a science. And, and I knew I wanted to be that person as well. I wanted to be the motivator. I wanted to be the science-based coach. Um, and so I just kept it balanced to it, what coaches I gravitated to and, and just tried to model some of my coaching style after. And, and that works in any field. Um, just pick, you know, I am not afraid to be a copycat. <laughs> And I don't remember, I heard that when I was a kid, you know, find somebody that looks like or that's doing something you want to be doing and do, and do it and follow their guide, follow their lead. You know, that what's the quote, success leads clues. Mm-hmm. I picked up on that very, very early. Um, and I didn't have very many, a big pool to pick from either. So when I saw somebody doing something that looked like, oh man, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to be. They're, they're doing some stuff I want to do. I Listen, I knew everything about them. Um, so it, it works in every, almost every field, every career. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that uh, I feel when, when, it, when, it, when it comes down to not having to reinvent the wheel, that makes life so much easier because there's some mistakes that we don't necessarily have to make because somebody else has gone and navigated that road for us before. And ultimately that's what all the great coaches, that's what the great coaches do. Because we know when people talk about, you know, the Pat summits or when people talk about uh, the Gina REM, I mean, the list of coaches goes on and on, but ultimately when you look at like the coaching tree and you look at who the people are that they've been influenced by, a lot of times it points back to the same one, two, three, four coaches. Or, or, or whatever that may be. And, and I don't think a problem is, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think more people should do it. Of course, you don't cheat off nobody's paper when we're talking students and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, calling a coach on the phone and saying, hey, coach, what do you think about this? And talking through strategies and talking through ideas and, and different concepts like that. But in, in, anyway, 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 I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you, Coach Tamika, uh, what's, it, what's it really like because you competed at Prairie View and now you're coaching at Prairie View and now you're so ultimately, and you, you didn't say this, I'm saying this j- just by looking at, just by looking at the, the, the resume and, and, and the stats, and I'm just going to read it off just so that people know who we have on here. Just so that people know <laughs> you, you, you said some of it, but you didn't say all of it, but being a part of 2000, 2006 SWAC championship team, then being 2007 SWAC player of the year, then being first team all SWAC, then being multiple SWAC player of the week, and then your team, your team 2016 PV Hall of Fame class, right? So, like, so I, I'm, I'm going to take, take a step out and say, knowing that you helped build the culture at Prairie View when you competed, and then now going back, and then now doing it from a different angle like how how does that how does that feel it feels great first of all i'm so glad that i've lived a little bit more life before i came back i I Mm. think uh, as a young coach coaching um this age group would have been a struggle um so i came back pretty prepared um pretty prepared for, for what I was getting personality wise, maturity wise and all of that. So it's been amazing. I, I'll tell you the first week, uh, maybe first home game, um, our girls didn't prepare well. I just kind of watched them on game day. You know, they kind of lacked the daisy or, you know, rolled mm-hmm. in when they wanted to. And, and I sat quiet stewing, stewing because of the lack of respect for um, what had been done in that facility and they were coming mm. off a losing season mm. so we play the game and we get our butt smacked and we, we're talented we know it we got a lot of depth and we're super talented and we get smacked and we go in and my friend she's as fiery as me we, we're pretty outspoken 
and she's talking, she's talking, and she's we're in disbelief because we had just played Sam Houston a five set match, two hour game. Like we we've arrived, you know, we've competed mm-hmm. with the Southland School, we've closed the gap. And so she goes, "Hey, Meek, you you coach, you got anything to say?" And, and I told him, I said, "Hey, I sat here, I watched y'all walk in here, I watched you halfway go through the stretches, I watched two or three of y'all trickle in late." You know, I didn't say anything. I said, but I tell you what, <laughs> y'all haven't earned anything on this court. Mm. And y'all, in terms of resources, you get 10 times what we had when we were here. Yeah. I said, don't let me catch you. Don't let me catch you again. Trying to come in here <laughs> and give a half effort, half attitude, half prepared. Like, don't ever in your life disrespect this building and the legacy that we built in this program again like like the audacity of you and 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 my friend she just kind of looks at me and like yeah yeah you know <laughs> and and they're looking and they're serious and they're like oh cuz i you know i haven't said much and you know we don't we didn't make it a habit of talking about what we had done we did that maybe twice the entire season cuz kids don't want to hear that and I don't blame them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because our focus should be on how we can get you from where you are to where you need to be. And that has nothing to do with what we did here. You know, we got to meet you guys where you are. So I was meeting them where they were at till they <laughs> walked in that gym. Like they had not just had a losing season. And we hadn't just bust our butt in two a days getting them prepared. So um that 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 kind of was a, a big significant moment and we were smooth sailing after that for the most part. Um but I, I I really I was excited that we had the time and I had the the wherewithal and the intuitiveness to understand that I didn't need to come in and rewrite the real coaching, rewrite the wheel coaching. We mm-hmm. had talented kids, she had done a great job recruiting. Um, one of my high school kids, she had came on as a freshman. We knew what we had. And I was like, okay, we, we can't, we can't say we didn't go get talented kids. We got to get these kids to produce. We saw something in them. Um, let's go see where, did, where they lack, what they're missing, uh, where the gaps are and try to get everybody just a little bit better. And so um, but just seeing the growth in that, because these are 20, 18 to 23 year old kids they're really stubborn initially like Mm, "Eh, hey let's talk about how you're handling um when you don't play well let's talk about the mindset you talk about what you're telling yourself when you don't do well um let's talk about what you know your mindset when you come into practice and and all this stuff and they were like kind of looking at me like this is silly i don't think this got anything to do with anything and then when they started to see that, and I can go and talk to them after the game, hey, so around about here, you were doing this, you were doing that, and I could see your body language sloughing, and I could tell you weren't having great positive self-talk, and how do we fix that? And so I'd give them little homework assignments to report back to me, and so I was able to do a lot more with them because we had more time, and um without the influence of parents. You know, I I had just come from youth sports. I coached travel ball 12 years, high school 10. Um, You you always, there was always, uh, you tell a kid something, then they go repeat it to their parent, not like Mm. you said it. And then Mm. it just blows up. You you can't really get to the kid if you don't have the parent support. But here, we just got the kids. And listen, I see you every day. I see the work ethic. I see the work you're putting in or not putting in, the lack of focus you have or, you have or that you don't, you know, hey, you got to deal with this. Nobody can bail you out. That was a sigh of relief for me because um, it was like, hey, I'm an adult. I need to face this. I need to do what I need to do to get better in this. So it it was it was really fun. I mean, it's your usual teen stuff. And you're dealing with college kids. So sometimes we put out a few fires. Um, and then you know mm-hmm. you can't tell whose boyfriend broke up with him oh lord or who failed the chemistry test <laughs> <laughs> you know but it, it was it was great it was a sigh of relief and then for all of that to result in us going from winning seven games to i believe we finished winning 18 
the mm. buzz around the school and around Houston and on the recruiting scene. Cause we're in wow. a volleyball hot, we're in a volleyball hotbed, um, being down the street from Houston, the best volleyball players in the nation on the high school level, the prep mm. level living in Houston area. Wow. And, um, it, that was huge for us. The emails we got rolling in from high schools that would never consider going to Prairie View. That was super rewarding. Um, so. Wow. I didn't know Houston was a, was, was, was a hot spot for, for recruiting and some of the best, uh, some of the best. I did not know that. Yeah. They just voted Texas wow. number one for volleyball from high school on up to college, the, the state of Texas. So. It's huge here and crazy. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, that I mean, well, that sounds like a great situation. And I've, I've, I haven't had the privilege and the honor of being on Prairie View's campus, but I've driven by on a road trip, and oh. it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. The campus looks beautiful, um, just from what I've seen. It's not what I expected. Um, but it looks beautiful. I, 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 had to, I had to go and apologize to my friends who are some Prairie, Prairie View alum because I thought, I thought something that wasn't the best. But then I realized after seeing the campus, I was like, wow, I have to oh, put yeah. both, my foot, both my feet in my mouth. So, oh, yeah. It, it, the yeah. lawn is um, it, it's just amazing. It's, the landscaping is ridiculous. Obviously, we sit on a hill. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got brand new state-of-the-art architecture and engineering buildings. It's beautiful here. I, I actually think that every time I hit University Drive to enter the campus that it, and I've been probably on the campus of maybe 15 HBCUs, all the ones in the SWAC, some of the MEAC, Tuskegee. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm biased, but I think we're like number one. I really do. <laughs> Yeah, I, re I, I really do. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think, I think that's fair. I, I think that's, I think that's fair. I want, I want to take, take a slight pivot because I, I, I definitely want to dive in really quick and talk a little bit about, about grateful and greedy, oh, challenging yeah. and redefining what it means to win in life. The okay. title is juicy, and, oh. and, 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 and I'm gonna make sure to share, share a, a, a screenshot of, of the book on the screen. But you, you just you just look so pleased. You look so grateful in, in, in the in your cover. For your cover image, you look so grateful. Talk talk a little bit talk a little bit about grateful and greedy. Get, get, give us I I, I don't want to say get, give us one of your favorite takeaways from, from from your book. Probably that that you should be greedy. Um, mm. and, and my definition of greedy is if you get eager enough about your passions your interests and, and um, your purpose and never become satisfied, then that benefits and rubs off on others. So basically you pursuing exactly what you're supposed to be doing is gonna be way more impactful. And it took me to realize that. So I loved coaching and I got into it for all the right reasons. And I was super grateful. I mean, I came from very low income. I got into coaching and teaching. I saw my paycheck. Oh, wow, this is great, right? And, and that, even a few years in, when I became a little bit upset with the way things were going, a little bit of the ethics with coaching and the lack of support from administrators uh, with unruly or um, parents, I said, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to have to deal with this. This is a great living, whatever, whatever. And, and I focused on the work and getting better despite all the noise. Um, and I think that hindered me a little bit. You know, I think that I would have been more open to figuring out, okay, I got these great skills because I was pretty successful as a coach. This probably can translate somewhere else, but maybe it's not worth staying and coaching in this realm mm -hmm. if I'm all I'm going to get out of it is anxiety. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I grew up, when I was about eight, my grandmother made us recite a verse every day. And it was, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, she, she was teaching us a lesson in gratitude. Um, and, and I love that. And I would think that when I'd wake up and be like, oh, I got to go read these emails. Or, you know, I didn't play so-and-so yesterday. Or, you know, when I talked to the newspaper, I didn't say this other player. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have some emails and get chewed out. I'd be like, oh, but just be grateful. You got a job. Or my grandmother, I'd call her and she'd say that. 
and, and uh, a few years of that, I started thinking about how I got out of my situation or the circumstance I was born into, how I even got here to this point. How did I get all those accolades? I, I never dreamed that stuff would happen for myself. And I was like, I certainly didn't get here just being grateful. You know, mm -hmm. I had always pushed the envelope. You know, I came to, one of the reasons I came to Prairie View is because only two schools that I could play both sports. It was Mary Harden Baylor, which is in the central Texas, mm -hmm. and it was Prairie View. And, and, and people had, I was pretty bright. I could have went anywhere academically and I was poor, so it was going to be free. But, and I knew people had something to say about me choosing Prairie View. But I was like, listen, I want to play both sports. It's not something people can do every day. I've worked really, really hard to um, be pretty solid in both of them. I'm going where I can do both. Um, so in, in, it, in every way, you know, in school, I remember, you know, doing really well throughout the year, definitely not needing summer school. But no, I'm going anyway. It's free, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'm going to go get all this free stuff that, that these grants are paying for. You know, I'm going to all these programs that, that we qualify for. Um, in everything I had, I, I'd never settle for, this is just good enough. I always want to push the envelope. You know, my grandmother had to raise us, and it was five of us, and she had raised her eight own kids. Mm. Um, and just... It, it 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 was just in me, you know. If I if I had to do a presentation, I didn't want to just remember a little bit. I want to remember the most, you know. I'd mm -hmm. always been super competitive, and if you give me this, I'm gonna I'm gonna multiply it. I'm gonna go and make this greater. And I think that's what I did with my whole life, you know. And so, um, so that's my my definition of greedy. Um, and then my basic definition of grateful is and it's a quote from my book is that I've never wanted to be anyone else because then someone would have to be me and no one could do it so mm. when I was a kid and um just starting to realize my <laughs> my family structure looked different than other people's and and I wondered you know is that gonna put me at a disadvantage and I wondered that just for a little bit because I got a lot of pride and I was like, no, of course not. Cause I'm not going to let it. It's, there's no way I'm going to be behind. Or I'm at a disadvantage because I don't have your traditional family set up. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. So uh, what was I talking about? Oh, so instead of sulking or feeling less than or slighted or wow, woe is me. I was like, yeah, this sucks. This hurts a little. I'm a little lonely. I got some questions, but I, if somebody can do this, I can do this. And, and I viewed every tough thing that I've ever gone through um, with coaching. And it got really ugly at the last school I was at and, and like racial um, things. And it, it was just, it was ugly. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought when I stood on the sideline and had to finish it out, I was like, you know, this sucks really bad, God. Cause I've given this profession a lot, but it's nobody else could do it. Nobody else could stand up here after just having a meeting or, um, I mean, I'll just tell you guys so bad. I had to press like charges and restraining mm -hmm. orders on certain parents. They, they really, wow. the worst stories you've heard about youth sports this season, they was bad. And, and I kept telling myself, you know, and nobody else could do this. And if, if there's something I'm supposed to get out of it, then I'm okay being, being here. But I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this. You know what I mean? I'm going to come out victorious in this because I'm going to use this. So um, my a teacher that, my co-teacher I worked with for a year, really awesome lady. When I met her, she used to say, uh, before when she would complain, she would stop herself and say, grateful or greedy, Mel, you can only be one or the other. Mm. And uh, And I remember... And when she talked about it, and I loved her, we had the same Christian upbringing. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I agree. Because it, it helps you with perspective. You know what I mean? It, gratefulness is directly attached to happiness. It's like, this is bad, but I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm just, mm. I'm grateful that, you know, this sucks, but I'm just grateful it ain't this. It could be worse. And I started to go through those issues and just, and I started to think, hey, I can walk away from coaching. You, you you're more than just an athlete or a coach. Like 
you can this athletic identity it's okay to go away from this Tamika you're like 30 something years old it's you know you have an identity outside of sports um I started saying no no I I, I need to get back greedy because that that's how I even got these opportunities when I was a kid there was no limitations I had this ridiculous laser focus and I missed some blind spots because of it but you know overall I'm thankful for that that narrow and laser focus because it, it got me out the neighborhood um, but now you know I, I I definitely think it with everybody I, I just think being grateful being just grateful really limits creativity it, it really does and I, mm. I think it um, I just, I just think that it's worth it for you and that you won't reach your full potential and really live in your full purpose if you're not greedy. And, and I think it's contagious to be greedy. So I'm, I'm wow. telling everybody just to be greedy. <laughs> mm. uh, and then the subtitle. Um, so I talk about how when you're born, uh, depending on what circumstance you're born in, you um there's this this kind of standard of what what it would be what it would look like for you to be successful okay this is how you started if you got here that's pretty good and i think we we start to accept that so i was low income the, the standard of winning was like go to college get a great job and then i think early um career I really started to challenge that when I ran into those issues at that school because I was working really, really hard. I mean, harder than a lot of people. Um, but there was always strife. There was always something. And I was like, wait, you know, wait a minute. Okay, God, I got the lesson last year, but this is like, so I really started to challenge that. And then just two years ago, and I have a four-year-old daughter and I'm a single parent. So when I found out I was going to be a single parent and I was coaching girls and, and mentoring them, I was, I was a little disappointed. Like, whoa, am I a hypocrite? You know, can I, can I give these girls advice? And I had a, mm. a baby not, um, you know, not being married. And my daughter was born um, early. I was in the hospital for five or six weeks and then had her. And then she stayed five more weeks. It was this really, um, crazy story. It was really touch and go. And I was like, here I am worried about this standard that says you can't be a great role model if you aren't married and you have a kid as a woman. And I, mm. I am literally giving brain space to that. And I'm bringing a kid into the world 11 weeks early whose, you know, organs aren't developed yet. Um, mm. And then when I got back to, to work, the same mess and, and I remember rushing back to work she would come in her stroller with me to the weight room to do summer workouts and I was like wait a minute you know and that's when I realized I was totally delusional about what it looked like to win in life that wasn't winning <laughs> mm. I was not winning I was winning on the court I left that school with a 30 and 8 record we went 30 and 8 the year I wow. left and I knew about two weeks in that I was done. I could just start to see that, you know, eh, move on. You've been there five years. You did all you can do. Um, mm. But yeah, I started. And so now I'm just really like focusing on just writing my own rules. Even the way I raised my daughter, I was a little brainiac. I was really smart, you know, walking parrot. I could regurgitate and repeat anything crazy memory and my grandmother she loved it you know it was like oh dude tell them this you know repeat that you know all these words <laughs> and so my daughter I really I don't put any pressure on her to um learn everything before everybody in her age group you know I, I really if if she wants to I let her you know um so I really try to it just it, with her with that just really raise her in a way that she gets to decide what 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 she wants to do and how she wants to do it and what level she wants and what importance she's going to place on it you know of course I got her I wanted to be a great student but I, I think I'll raise her a little different in that regard and, instead of this is the blueprint and uh, no you know hey what's your goal this okay there's different ways to get there. It's okay if you don't take the way that everybody else 
the route that everybody else is going to take. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hopeful that I will continue that with her. That's a huge goal for me. Um, so my goal now is to implement redefining what it means to win in my personal life, in my career, um, mm-hmm. which is why I'm definitely um, helping out here at Prairie View, but definitely hope in the near future to be a full-time entrepreneur. Um, although I'm certainly enjoying this, it, it's not, it wasn't a long-term goal for me, but I'm certainly okay with it being a stop on my journey. Uh, it, it's really passion work, you know, here and purpose work, uh, me being able to come back when I did. Um, and then in relationships and, you know, even with my relationship with Christ, which has evolved, I, you know, I've been a Christian since I was born, since I was born, you know, baptized really early. I've had to go back and really make sure that I'm definitely in charge of and, um, you know, just have a lot more control over what I believe my relationship with Christ should look like. And that is not based on what my grandmother said and what my mom said and what my preacher said (laughs) and my Sunday school teacher said, that I understand that it can look different for me. Most, most, most definitely most definitely so so coach tamika where can people uh find your book how, how, how can they get a copy what do they need to do uh to, to to get their hands on a copy of grateful and greedy all right so the book is being sold uh on my website that's tamika newman.com that's t-a-m-i-k-a newman n-e-w-m-a-n.com and that's where you can get autographed copies and then a book bundle, which gives you the ebook and some other goodies, as well as the hard uh, copy book um, in a bundle. So I'll be pre-selling till August 30th, and then you'll be able to find the book um, at Amazon.com. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Wow. Grateful and greedy. I, I, I really, I really love, love the fact that you that that you said that 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 you said that you can't you can't just win at life just being grateful because gratefulness is something that's a message that's pushed real heavily here lately it's like gratitude just gratitude be grateful be grateful but you said nah you you got to you got to be greedy to go out here and to go out here and really win at life as well so i i really i i can respect that and i i, I agree I, 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 I definitely, I definitely, de- definitely agree with you on that, Coach. And Coach, before before I let you go, we we about to wrap it up. We about to land the plane. But before we do that, right. uh, just just like I told you, I, I like to have a little fun on the show and like to do something uh, that we call the two minute drill. And and the two minute oh, drill is just I'm I'm a, I'm gonna ask you a few rapid fire questions. It's just gonna be for a little fun, and we're gonna go pew pew pew. And then after that, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna put a bow on it. We're gonna tie it. And then we're gonna call it closed. So okay, are you I'm, ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> you look so nervous over there. You good, Coach? <laughs> I know. I like I like to prepare, but this is gonna be surprises. <laughs> oh, good. It, it sounds like 2020 then. You know, sometimes you gotta pivot. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Favorite food. Gumbo. Ooh, okay, okay. Louisiana gumbo? Or are you talking about like Houston gumbo? It's a Texas version. I like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, what's what's the last book that you read? Fifty Cent book, uh, Hustle. What is it? Hustle, Hustle harder, harder or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hustle, Hustle harder. Okay, okay. Your your favorite Netflix show of preference? Madam Secretary, the political show about the Secretary of State. It's oh. old and it's like five or six seasons, but Netflix airs it. Um, I love it because you learn a lot of, I mean, they use the real terminology and um, the stuff that goes on, the, the little fires they put out that we don't even hear about as American people. And the mm. level of involvement we have into people's foreign affairs is crazy to me. <laughs> I love it. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. Favorite Favorite podcast? Beyond the ball. <laughs> well, well played. Well played. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> well, well played. And then la- last question. What, what's one tip that you want to leave for a student athlete? What's one tip? 
prepare mentally as much as you do physically or or more that that that'll be the difference and who can make the jump um, everybody that comes is pretty talented uh, some kids mentally they're, they're mental midgets they are not prepared for the ups and downs of a season a year or whatever they're just not prepared the lows are, are too low for them you know the highs they're too high they're, they're not prepared um, they don't have the tools to get themselves through a rough a rough patch or a rough time and you don't know what you don't know so definitely uh, when you realize that things feel a little out of control and you can't put your finger on it and you you can't find steady ground to reach out and let an adult know and 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 every adult some adult in that athletic program in your life should know how to help you or point you in the right direction for somebody to help you get back um balanced so i think that's wow. huge I think that's huge that's good you said mental midgets oh goodness yeah. oh, wow yeah. that's good <laughs> Yeah, we get a kid who's an athletic beast. And then we, we different things, just the day-to-day mm. life of a student athlete starts to chip away at them. They're not, they're not managing it well. It's like, wow. you know, it's hard for you to know that in recruiting, the recruiting mm. process. But once you got them here, it's your job to help get them, you know, where they need to be. And it's a, people, I did, I miss, uh, underestimated the load of leaving home. And I thought I was a pretty independent person. Leaving home mm-hmm. and being responsible completely for yourself, trying to, to perform in your sport and to fit in or find your way socially. Uh, and then to do it all without me, I didn't have a blueprint at all. Nobody had done it before. It was nobody at home I could call and ask about it. And then here, I just wow. didn't have the skills to self-advocate and say, this is really scary for me. This is a little difficult. I didn't take into account this and take into account that. And, and so um, I wish that someone had talked to me more about the mental side of making the jump from high school to college and leaving your home to going to be a full-grown adult. And I think colleges, we, mm. we should be doing more. Um, to help them. So I made that my personal mission. Um, if, if no one provides the resource, I am the resource. So I took that personal that I see a kid, they're not making the jump up here um, to help them navigate them and give them some, set some, some small goals and, and uh, checkpoints and that they can start achieving, um, you know, to get them, you know, back where they need to be. So that's super important. Wow. Um, I talk about that a lot in recruiting to our freshmen. So necessary. I hope that helps somebody. Yeah, I hope that does too. I hope they listen because that's 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 really good. That's really good. And then now, now I'm I'm just curious because I always like just to create the opportunity to just like I was talking to you earlier about the coaching tree. I like to create the opportunity to where um, we open the door for somebody else. And I'm just I wanted to just ask and hear from you. Who's the next person that you would like to see me interview on Beyond the Ball? Who's one person that, that you would say, John, you need, to, you need to get this person on next? Who, who would you say that person is? Oh, a coach? You said a coach? Whoever. Oh, you, you, you tell if it's somebody, somebody that you feel uh, needs, needs, to, needs to just get the opportunity to share their message, I, I, would, I would just somebody love to hear who I, you think. I think is really insightful is um he's a mentor of mine and he he's he's been around a while at the swag he was a sports information director now he's a marketing guy his name's stefan um mm-hmm. stefan robertson robinson um and he he does marketing at texas southern but he's just been around so much he graduated from alcorn he's from mississippi he uh he's watched the swag he, i guess he's working the swag 30 years maybe the changes um, all the great HBCU um, coaches and players, he has seen them up close and personal, being a, in uh, sports information mm. and marketing. He And he he's just kind of a walking, he's full of nuggets. He wrote the foreword for my book. I was his student assistant. Um, wow. he, he gave me, he 
he literally filled in so many gaps for me. Um, he kind of told me who I was when I got here. He didn't give me a chance to, 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 to show him. He's like, no, this is who you are. You're, you're this kind of kid, this kind of student, this kind of young lady. Mm-hmm. And it, he kind of, but he's great. He's so full of knowledge, wisdom about every aspect of college sports, the financial side. The, um, like I said, he's watched the successful coaches he's seen coaches fail and he mm. so he's just full of knowledge i love him he he's great a lot of personality and a really thick uh mississippi drawl <laughs> 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 but right up the top of my head and i know so many i i just thought of him <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough I, I might need you to, to to set up that connection so we, we can we can definitely make that happen and mm-hmm. uh so we can continue to inspire and impact more 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 people Coach Newman, one, one more time, I want you to let people know where they can where they can find your book and then also where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Please share that information. Okay, so book website, TamikaNewman.com. Uh, my IG, Tamika.r.newman underscore GGA is my Instagram. So check me out on the website. Go and subscribe to my newsletter so you can get content weekly and definitely shop the book. Um, and then follow me on IG for updates and on everything else that I'm doing. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. You are more than welcome. Thank you for taking the time to, to, to share with us. You, you had, you dropped, dropped a lot of nuggets, dropped a lot of, a lot of insightful in, information. Um, Thank you, 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 you de- definitely, definitely blessed me. And, and you got, I got a lot of quotables in there too. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's out of my book, so I hope it does well. <laughs> hey, yeah, there, there, there it goes. There it goes. Uh, and, and, and everybody out there, all the bothers listening, uh, we would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel that this episode or any of the other episodes have been insightful for you, we'd, we'd like to ask you to leave a helpful review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms and all that great stuff. Because we're here for ultimately for students to to serve and support student athletes and provide them with stories, strategies, and successes to help them succeed beyond their degree. Jonathan Jones, and this is Beyond the Ball.